Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor. We've got quite a lot today for you in our Mile High Roundup, so we're just going to go ahead and hop right in. Connor, where are we starting tonight? We're going to start with the Nuggets. We got a game tonight, Friday night. We're going to release this episode tomorrow. Tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Nuggets possibly without Nikola Jokic. Team this past week suffered a couple tough losses against the Cavs and the Jazz. Not what you like to see. Um, not super serious, thankfully. Um, should be back. Yep, Nikola got hurt in the first half of the Jazz game. Looked a little scary. Looks scary, but what really looks scary to me was what this team is without the Joker. Without the Joker, we had a couple guys step up, play well, but we lacked that little bit of identity. I, I feel like he's really our only big, big man. Yeah, 100%. He's the only true big. And we also don't have um, somebody that can... I mean, we run our entire game through him when he's on the court. Pretty much. And there's nobody on this roster other than him that can fill those shoes. So you kind of got to change how you play the game at the core when he's not in, whether that be your bench, whether that be because he's hurt, whether that be because any number of reasons he is not on the floor at the time you completely have to change how you play your basketball and Nicola obviously is a bigger dude so uh, running the floor fast break we don't tend to do that a ton with him unless he's launching a Hail Mary down the court which he a does quick, quick little bucket and it's fantastic pass every time he does it but we don't have that quick transition game so if we're out without Nicola for any significant amount of time, or even through stretches of games where he's on this bench, I'd like to see the Nuggets kind of push the pace a little bit. That helps a lot of players get more involved, as well as when Nicola's not in the game, you can really see the ball movement slows down, the player movement slows down, and if you're running and gunning, it's a lot easier to keep those people, keep your players cutting, keep your guys getting touches all around. I mean, absolutely. And I mean, again, I'm not worried that he's out for a long time or this is going to impact the season in any way. Um, But it does bring up a good question of if something serious does happen to him, what are we without him? How SOL are we? Even with Jamal back, what does that look like? We got, I mean, we have three max players. Well, Jamal wasn't an MVP. And missing two of them. Or missing two of them can be doable for the regular season, but there's one, Jokic. Jokic is the key cog. And if he's there, the whole thing falls apart. Um, the whole, not necessarily the team. I'm not saying again. That's it. Doesn't necessarily mean we're we're in the dumps if he goes down. It's just you completely have to rethink how you play. It puts a lot you, on the coaching staff. Then when you have a player as good as him and as unique as him, when he is on the court, you have to let him do his thing and run the game through him. And when that's not there and there's no suitable replacement, you gotta 
be ready and have some sort of game plan for what happens if he goes down long term. Well, with him, you can play so many ways. You can put him on the block and let him post up for an entire game and drop 30 points and get a bunch of rebounds. Or you can have him playing on the outside, playing in the high post where he's finding people open and making great passes. But there's other ways to supplement the offense without Nikola, where I think we're really going to be hurt long-term with him on the bench or out if he does in fact get injured is rebounding and defending against teams with size we just don't have anything um i mean what do you do just rotate between the greens do you <laughs> and the greens throw, I mean, aren't I mean, do you throw bones in i mean <laughs> bones isn't gonna help you on the big men and that's part of the problem you can throw in the greens but the greens aren't lack offensive production and they're not honestly that big of yeah humans they're the biggest really jeff is 6-8 and i'm pretty sure jermichael's right around that 6-8-6-10 mark as well against seven footers a rudy gobert who's a monster on the glass and will crush you in pick and rolls because he's just gonna bully you to the I rim. Know he started to eat as soon as Jokic went Nicole, out. Yep, and I think we see the value Nikola has defensively. While he's not a lockdown defender and he's not really oh gonna block your shot when you drive to the lane, he's a big body who knows how to position himself and not make the defensive play but make it hard on the offensive player and he also is great at rebounding and that's a huge part of you know playing defense you're, you're not done playing defense not, until you rebound the ball yeah getting the ball back for your team is a huge <laughs> part of defense and whether that's i mean he doesn't steal a lot he doesn't intercept a ton of passes but he rebounds and that's does the exact same thing as both of those yep it confirms your possession and lets you go the other way. And what better way to start a possession with Nicola grabbing a re rebound and pushing it up the floor. But hopefully he's not out for a long time. And it is just he bumped knees, calling it like a knee contusion. Those yeah, can be which, weird. Which really just it's really just a bone bruise. Yeah, so it's going to be sore. It's going to be a little, a bit, little, little bit painful, a little achy. Not too big of a deal long term you're just hoping yeah he doesn't rush it the team doesn't rush it where there might create a bigger issue yeah and like i said it's just you know it's talking points and things to think about especially for the coaching staff you know um you know maybe that could be something they target at the trade deadline this year just in case you know you a get, backup center you, a you're big gonna, body you're gonna need a true backup center yes like a true backup center yep it's unrealistic to expect Nikola Jokic to play 36, 40 minutes every single night for, from now to the end of the regular season. And then in the postseason, we might have to ask him to do that. But what happens if he gets in foul trouble? We're, we're a really a small team. Game. Yep, we're a really small team when you take out Nikola. But I kind of want to see the coaching staff take advantage of Nikola not being 100% at the moment. 
I think they have an opportunity to be more creative offensively help get uh, Michael Porter Jr. some more open looks. Aaron Gordon had a good game against the Jazz. Yeah. Maybe find a way to incorporate him. He's been playing. He's, he's been, had a good start to honestly, the season. Honestly, he has been doing exactly what I want, I've want. i wanted him to do since we traded for him. And he did it when he first showed up here. And he plays some defense. And he stands in good places and gets easy buckets when he's open. And, um, you know... He knows how to go through the process. He know he's a true pro. He's been around for a minute. You know, that's something a young team needs. And he's been playing really well this year. He's had a good start to the year. It's doing exactly what he needs to do for this team. Um, you know, at the moment being two and two, obviously not what you want. Doesn't matter because you know, we're still I mean it's four games into an 81 82 games well, you want to go out and win every single game and i feel like there are games that we should have won i mean really the only one that i'm really upset about is cleveland is cleveland because that, that was just a dud you have I mean, off it, nights. it was a dud you have off nights you lost to a really bad team and the next night you came out and played Utah and, and you really were, well and you until you lost your really, best player. And even after you lost your best player, I mean, put you still put up 111 points. And put that was the first game all year that they allowed over 100 points. You know, it just shows you, you know, Joker does play a really big part on that defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, second, third chances are huge in this league. Yep. And I think we need to see... Michael Porter Jr. specifically step up. His rebounding numbers haven't been great for someone his size. He's averaging about five rebounds a game. And honestly, he's one of the most talented natural rebounders. He's instinctive, and that's Mm -hmm. what you need when rebounding the ball. So I don't know if coaching staff's asking him to do something different Mm -hmm. or if things aren't just falling for him. But that's also an aggression thing right if you see the ball in the air go get it mm-hmm. that's your ball and i think that translates to him on the offensive side of the ball too mm-hmm. you're a baller yeah get a yourself open baller. get yourself open work hard and do what you do best you know, make his, shots his I, I think his biggest room for improvement honestly especially on you know the topic of you know, what if Joker's not there? Um, be able to create your own shot. He's 6'10". He should be that's, able to shoot over most dudes in the league. He, he can, but that's... I mean, he doesn't... Usually, if he gets the ball, it's... I'm going to shoot this thing, or I'm going to pass it, and that's it. And I think but if he that's can a take, mindset. If he, can, if he can take a dribble or two... No, absolutely. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm oh, just no, saying I, I want to see him do that more. I, w- I want I want to say i think it might be a mindset instilled in him from coaching which not a particular fan of if that's the case because he's been the dude his whole life until coming to our team yes so he's obviously known how to create a shot he's obviously had to do it and then obviously he sits out his first year not getting a ton of play time year two to start not really being a focal point of the offense at any point 
we've kind of relegated him to a spot-up shooter. And I think He's coaching... So more than that. Coaching has to look at him and be like, dude, play free. We trust you. Play free. And make good things happen because you're a talented, talented player. I mean, we you don't give a NBA max extension to somebody who isn't a phenomenal player. And he deserved it he mm-hmm. has the talent and um gotta live up to it he's just it, it, it's it's all in his head honestly the shooting struggles he's had um starting this year um his inability to make a sh- uh, like make his own shot without you know relying on um nicola to hit him up or you know that's all thing. those are all things that are easy to fix those are all easy to fix when you're that talented and you have the team that he has around him. He can start working on getting his confidence, beating people in this league for his own shot. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If it doesn't work, dump the ball off. Yeah, I think part of what makes our team special is the overall unselfishness of Absolutely. how we play offensively. And that's the whole MO. That That's when we're at our best. When we're unselfish, moving the ball, cutting doing all those things that get people open looks. But there's times where I want to see MPJ be that little bit more selfish. Yeah. And that's also part of being young in a league where in a league and especially on a team where you're not the number one guy. And when you're especially necessarily the number two guy from where, from what it sounds like when everybody talks about Nicola is like he's just when you are on the court with him personally it's unbelievable what he does and when you're in the flow of the game and can understand what's going on in the game what he does like baffles actual nba players and there's no doubt that mpj sees that and doesn't want and i'm sure there's a part of him that doesn't want to be seen as some dude that thinks he's better than or should be taking the shot or you know he sees joker passing the ball and he's like i need to do more part of it i need to be part of that i can't be Mm -hmm. selfish in that and you know again part of that is just he's still finding his spot on this team fully and you know it took i mean it took jamal and um nicola a little bit to, to get there too and once they got comfortable in who they were supposed to be for this team they exploded into the players that they are the true superstars that they are in this league and you know just we just gotta wait he's still young he's still very new, young new in this in this league and it's gonna take some time for sure and they've got an interesting week ahead they've got dallas friday night or tonight Last night, however you want to look at it. Yeah. For the people listening. And it's at Minnesota, at Memphis, and at Memphis before returning home next Saturday against the Rockets. So, four, three, not fantastic teams. Dallas has Luka Doncic, great player. Minnesota's not necessarily the best. Memphis has Ja Morant, but beyond that, they're a little bit shaky. And then Houston's arguably one of the worst teams in the NBA. So now is a good time for the guys who ne- might not have necessarily started the season hot to take advantage of an opportunity. 
in games where we should be winning and get in their own little rhythm, I think. Yeah, no, that's an absolutely great point. Um, take advantage of soft spots on your schedule, especially when they come early like this. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's a really good setup, especially for um, Jokic and getting over his knee. And you know he's going to be sore. Hopefully we won't. Hopefully we don't. We, we don't have him. to rely on him to put up yep. thirty five points a game, throw up a triple double or something. We don't have to have that from him. If he's sore, he can come out. He can play twenty twenty five minutes, Take and we can still rest and we can comfortably and we can win. still win the game comfortably. We're not sitting here pushing him in games against an easier opponent early early, early in the season. It, it, it's super early to be. I, I want him to be right. I want him to be healthy now because not healthy now. I want him to be like healthy later in the year. I, I want him to I want him to get his health right now. I don't want this to be something that could potentially nag him because he didn't want to take this time team off. this team has legit aspirations and Nicola not being hundred percent really throws a wrench into those. No, absolutely. It it completely changes um, you know, the tone, the mood, everything, the expectations, yeah. all of that yeah. changes if Nicola's hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think these these next week or two really important to make sure he gets back to a hundred percent and the other yes. boys step up. Yep. Yeah. Staying within Ball Arena, how about we chat some Avs now? The Avalanche, since we last talked about them, have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning in a shootout. Shootout, yeah. Kale McCarr with a really pretty, I mean, it wasn't really anything special, but it was a snipe on a shootout from a defenseman, and you love to see it, especially for Kale. You, you like to get a win no matter how you, know, you and get I, it. And I really don't mind going to overtime with an Eastern Conference team. Um, no no extra points on the line there. Um, defending that, that, champs. That hurt us. Um, of course, the defending champs in their building um, after a hard loss against uh, the Panthers. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a good game. It was entertaining. It up was. And down. <laughs> it was entertaining. And uh, that was one I was really excited for um, this uh, leading up to it. Um Vegas, one to three. Um, not, not a good game. Can't figure out how to play Vegas. Yeah, the Avs for not put a good game. Five together. consecutive games now have been thoroughly owned by the Vegas Golden Knights, and Vegas was missing a lot of people, so mm-hmm. you can't even use a mix matched lineup for that. They didn't have, um, ugh. I, I mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but um, I, I know there was there was some big injury stuff in there uh, for Vegas missing some top guys, and honestly, the same thing with, uh, um, it is it was the same thing with the Abs, but not. To the same degree. Not to the same degree. So there really is an excuse there. Um, it was at home. Mm-hmm. The cloud, the crowd brought it. I was there. Um, it was a real 
loud, rowdy, literally the city's packed. over the city's over it. It was the city wants to beat Vegas. It was packed. Um and they they were in it. I mean uh, it was a 3-1 on an empty netter. So, you know, really 2-1 game there. Yep. But at the end, they had scoring chance after scoring chance after scoring chance. Couldn't got the convert. puck on the top of the crease with empty nets and couldn't put just make just can't that push. figure out a way to couldn't beat Vegas. get over that hump against Vegas, and it was frustrating. Everyone was frustrated. The crowd was really rowdy. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, glad to be going to hockey games regularly again. Um, and I'm sure lots of people agree with me on that, but really with, uh, that was one of those games that I just wanted to like kind of burn from my brain. It was, um, uh, really BS five minute major on that, uh, Ooh, yeah. on that interference call on Jack Johnson. Yeah, five, five minute majors. Um, if tough. on a, rev- the fact that it was assessed on a review, I would love to hear what they were talking about while watching what I thought was exactly the same footage as they had. Very... I don't know how many, I don't know if there was a secret angle that showed you him like dropping a quick light, right, left hook on his chin before hitting him. Like, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me because very clearly a penalty. If he touches the puck, that's a it's super a clean hit. Clean hit. But so he did not. the so... only part of it that is illegal is the interference side. Yes. I don't think I've, I mean, reviewed. They they must have they thought at he it. was strictly out for blood. You, That's you, the you only nev- nope, thing. Nope, nope, nope. It could be. Nope, they never, ever, 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 ever do intention because they say it gets too muddy. It does get too muddy, but. No, and so. All, so, all the dude has to do is touch it, like you said, touch a puck and it's a clean hit. So unless there's an elbow, unless. I mean, his hands were even together on his stick. It wasn't even a cross check. If if it was boarding, they would have just called boarding. It was strictly an interference penalty. They must have thought the hit was too much. Yeah, I have absolutely, it made absolutely no sense. Um, The reason I brought that up because uh, I also want to talk about some garbage refereeing in the Blues game. Uh, that the Avs did win very convincingly. I know the score. Best game so far this uh, season. I mean, 42 to 14, I believe, was the shot total after that game. Um, By far the most complete game. That the was Avs the coming played. out party for the Avs. Miko Rantanen did not play that game as he got hurt in skate that morning. Um, um, doesn't seem to be anything too serious. Uh, don't really know a whole about bunch about it and even if we do find out what it is you know it's hockey so we'll upper body lower body head that's all you get um and a very very broad usually yeah, he's, four he's, week he's, time he's, window he's that he's he day come to back day yeah, month to month he'll be one to four months well we got him signed for one one six week years. to four months he'll, he'll, he'll be somewhere he'll play somewhere in, in that he'll be back frame. before the end of his contract type yeah. of yeah <laughs> just broad overview um he'll be back yeah so that's not something i'm super worried about but you know to see that the boys all came out and there was contributions up and down the lineup up i mean down. jt Minute Comfort, one to minute 60 we can talk about jt Comfort's other performances in a bit but just specifically shout out to him because that was that was a phenomenal Played game well. for him really um, nice deflection really nice little snipe from the slot to be able to settle that puck 
and still be able to rip that top shelf mm-hmm. from the angle he I mean, it was that was an incredible goal. and you look beyond the goals the guy works hard he always does offensively defensively he's on our power play our pks he does he does a little bit of everything for the team and when he's cooking he's a big part of the potential success of this team yeah no absolutely and especially with losing um sod and belmar and don skoy we're gonna need wingers that can step up and produce points and he is he's been he played center on um against the blues and won about 50 percent of his draws which i will his versatility is which remarkable i will absolutely take when naz is winning 70 percent <laughs> because he just eats face-offs. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been phenomenal, and Logan O'Connor had a really good game. He's been playing really well all season. Whole um, season, I've been really happy with what he's doing, regardless of point production. Yeah, and we'll talk about, again, more about player performances throughout the season in just a sec. I just want to really get to this Blues. Ah, the, the officiating... It's so hard with all of the evidence, with all of the evidence that they have given me, the NHL, it just feels like they're out to get us, man. It feels like they're out to get the avalanche. I don't understand. Naz doesn't go into a scrum. He, okay, okay, so here's, so here's what happens. Avs are driving down the ice. Logan O'Connor's headed towards the net. He pushes the front of the net. And no, 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 no. He gets cross-checked into... No, he, he's going towards the front of the net oh, yeah, to yeah, get, yeah. like, a rebound yeah, yeah, yeah. or tap in a he's, puck he's, that comes across he's crashing the, the net. Yeah. He's crashing the net. Yeah. And he gets cross-checked into the back of the net. Knocks the net off. Which ultimately knocks the net off. Half a second later, Kale McCarr releases a shot that Buried probably would have gone in. It was on net. It was definitely on net. Saved. Who knows? It was on net. No idea. Very likely could have been a goal right there. But again, Logan O'Connor has not done anything, hasn't touched anybody, is waiting to be unpinned from the crossbar, which is now off its moorings. Then things get a little chippy. And then Bennington turns around and three other blues along with Bennington push Logan O'Connor up against the boards. Yep. Bennington's in there face washing him as if he did anything. <laughs> the, the dude got cross checked into the goal, which probably saved your butt there, Bennington, from a Kale McCarr goal. And then Bennington, here's Kadri, who roasted him earlier in the game, which is definitely why he was doing this. He was just salty. But Bennington oh, skates out. over to Kadri who is minding his own business at a face-off dot. Mind you, the scrum is behind the net. I was shocked. No, Bennington that... went all the way up to the blue line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looped and around. No, no, no. He went all the way up to the blue line, and he shot the puck yep. at Kemper. Yep. And then he circled around back to Darcy, uh, back to uh, Naz, who was at a face-off circle. Talking to the ref. Just some dude. talking to another Blues player and the ref. Yep. Nothing, like, literally not doing any... Mind, Kadri was definitely chirping, but since when is chirping any sort of penalty in this league? It's not the NFL. You can taunt. And then Bennington swings his stick at Kadri's face. Now, nowhere close to hitting him. About a foot away from him. But what if it does hit him? And what if he lets, what if it slips out of his hand and it hits him? 
doesn't matter. That's a that's got to be something, right, for Bennington. It was. You know what? It was a ten minute. It was a ten minute uh, matching misconduct. It, it was not a match misconduct. No, no, no not they were. Yeah, like matching. matching. They had misconduct. Ten minute misconducts, not games. But they gave Nas one too. Yep. What? For what? In his post game, Kadri said. Yeah, I normally would be in the scrum, but, but I, I was wasn't. Not. I yep. was not. And then I just look over and Bennington swings Swing, his swing stick, stick at my at face. My face. Yep. Next thing I know, I have a 10 minute penalty and I'm in the box. I have no idea what happened. So is Kadri not allowed to like exist on the ice when the scrum breaks out anymore? Is he just whenever a scrum breaks out, does the NHL want him to go sit on the bench to prevent himself from getting any he got a 10 minute penalty for nothing nothing i think, I think he did nothing I and he got 10 minutes binnington here is and hilarious. the binnington it's hilarious got 10 minutes and they let the blues pick who they're gonna bench who do they bench number six on their d list of course they dude, are dude who doesn't play of course they guess. are so Naz doesn't do anything and has to sit for 10 minutes. Bennington swings a stick, shoots a puck, face washes a player for nothing because he's butthurt that don't he's e losing. Don't even get a power play out of it. And he sits back in his crease. What? And that's pretty consistent with who Bennington is. He's got it is. a bunch of that. He is, he's a butt like that, but you know what? My issue is the refing right here. Like, Bennington, you do your weird, annoying person thing, but what pisses me off is the fact that the refs decided. It's like, what? They wanted to give him 10, but didn't want to hurt his feelings, so they gave Naz one too. Well, look who's actually paying for it. Naz is sitting in the box for 10 minutes. Well, the only thing you don't want to do is let things escalate. Regardless of right or wrong. Naz did not do anything to de-escalate. I will give them that. Right, right or wrong. But chirping still, I've never seen the a two minute for that, let alone want, ten. The refs didn't want a dirty third period where we're breaking out into brawls and scrums every single stoppage. But you know... It Bennington, sucked Bennington how, it sucked gets how they sit in the crease it's, and the and dude that cross-checked O'Connor into the crossbar and everyone that was mobbed on him got off scot-free. And I don't know, I've, I've often, always kind of thought the goalie penalties are kind of weird. Why shouldn't a goalie have to serve their own penalty? If you're dumb yeah, enough, why could why first isn't of all, there a weird? You why can't you? Yep. Why can't you sub the backup in? It's not like it's, it's not like a position player or an empty net. I, I understand the dude is probably not stretched out, ready to go. So maybe they're afraid of a little bit of injury. But that's always been a weird rule to me, where a goalie can do why whatever is he, he wants. Above the rules? He can do whatever he wants and. Sure, the team pays unless for it, he but gets, he does Unless not. he gets ejected from the game. Yep. Which can happen, but you got to do stuff egregious. I mean, Binnington was just out there free skating, free chirping, throwing pucks, throwing sticks, and then just sat right back in his crease with a freaking nobody sitting in the box for him. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's, that's a Let rule the I've come always in. been a little Let the backup in. come in and make Binnington go sit in the box. Yeah, it's a weird or rule. any goalie, weird, weird any goalie, weird rules, weird dynamics. Hell, if Kemper went out make, and dropped his yep. gloves, I would want him five for fighting in the box. 
yeah, it's a, it's a weird little nuanced rule that I don't fully understand. The rules just don't apply to goalies, which is but wild to me. What is that? This is the first game against St. Louis this season? Yeah, yeah. No, second. Second. They that's right. That's yeah. right. We, uh, at home, might have some fun ones with them. Yeah, a lot of our games have been getting chippy. And um, I know you said this uh, when we were watching the game together against the Blues. Um, I'm like, man, we've been in a lot of chippy games. And you, you said it great. Um, yeah, I think this Avs team is it's a, it's a little bit bigger than it was last year physically. They're done and getting pushed around. They're done getting pushed around by every slightly physical team that knows they're not better, that knows they're worse than the Avs, and they're like, oh, we can beat them if we just hit them a lot. That's our Avs are that's over it. arguably been the Achilles heel of this team for the past two, three years is the lack of physicality and at times the ability other bigger teams have where they can just bully us out of a game yeah and i'm honestly loving what i'm seeing we're not we're not gonna take it it's if you're gonna push we're gonna push back uh, yeah no and i and i love that and um before i always saw it as a like take the high road thing like let them do their thing but just keep putting pucks in the back of the net and everything works out until you know, until you can't beat their physicality, until and it's a, you until get you physically pummeled by the Knights four games consecutively, because your speed is not enough to get around their physicality. Yep. So yep. if there's a way this team can add that bit of physicality to the speed and the explosive athletic ability, I think there's a really good chance they make a lot of noise, yep. and that takes out what. I've kind of seen as the biggest weakness of the Avs for the past couple years. That's the one thing, you know, going in that I'm ever worried about. I mean, that and maybe backup goaltender. Yeah, but that's not just, really but something just, you're worried about. That's, but that's just because injuries. Frankie has been injured. You know, take away injuries. And yeah, we have solid goaltending, solid defense, solid forwards. I mean... We know how to possess the puck. We can pass. We can shoot. We can score. We can pickpocket. We can, you know, we got people that can fight. But yeah, you get you're getting pushed around you're getting, inside you're the getting, you're getting crease, inside the face of do, face off dots in, in the, the slots. When you can't play your pretty game, your fast game, when mm -hmm. you have to play a gritty game, which is what 99% of playoff hockey is, where, where you got to win every single fight along the boards, behind the net, every single. Where those little scrums, those given or taken little things exactly can make the difference and over yeah. the past few years we've kind of been beaten down worn down and it showed you just haven't looked like the same team in the second rounds um that we've been dropping out in you know dominate that first opponent get a little beat up and i think you really scare a few teams if you add the physical aspect mm. to it because mm -hmm. <laughs> Once they realize you're not going to be pushed around, then they got to figure out how to match up talent-wise. And that's not something a lot of teams can do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, should continue to be a interesting season. Definitely all eyes on the Avs. Still the heavy cup favorites, according to Vegas odds makers. Um, they're really prime to do something great here and as they're getting their feet under them like we said at the start of the segment like that blues game was really like a coming out party that was game so that far was the this first season. time 
other than the first 10 minutes against the Blackhawks that the Avs looked like the Avs. But 10 minutes do not does not make a game. But 60 minutes do, and they were flying against For the Blues. A full 60. So Avs welcome Mini to town on Saturday night, 7 p.m. And uh, yeah, it's Minnesota's team. it's another team that's big and physical, divisional opponent that you're going to see a lot this year. And mm-hmm. you're on your home ice. They're ahead of you in the standings. Get yourself two points. We're better than them. Show it. Yep. Get you yourself playing good hockey. The Blues are a lot better. That was the Blues' first loss of the year. Get yourself playing good hockey. Yeah. Start showing who you truly are, and the results will follow. Absolutely. And always love a win over the wild. So, go as. Looking around the rest of the state, we've got the Colorado Rapids, who just lost on Wednesday 1-0 to the New England New England Revolution. Um, the, uh, as most people would agree, the best team in the league this year. And uh, from what I saw, we could we could have won that game. It was a really tight, cagey game. Not a very. Ton. It was a defensive battle. Yep. Not the a, Rapids had enough chances though to win that game. That win definitely exactly had chances right. too, but the Rapids had enough chances to win that game, and honestly, I will take it. That is, like you said, arguably the best team in the league. They are statistically miles in front of everybody, and you didn't get blown off the pitch. Absolutely you competed you, right there. You gave Whole yourself game. an opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. Kept it close. That's what you like to see. You you know you can compete with them. On that day, it wasn't wasn't enough, but you were right there with them. Anything can happen. Yeah, and that's that's really what I was looking for. Um, the result of that game. As long as it wasn't a blowout, um, didn't really matter a whole bunch to me. Um, I, I was really looking at how this team stacked up with the best the East had. You to wanted answer. a good performance, I, and and I have a, I mean, I have legitimate belief in that this team can find their way into the Cup final. Absolutely, they're able to hang with, play with, and beat anybody in this league and that game on Wednesday really solidified the past three games have shown it yeah absolutely last three New England Portland Seattle yeah Drew with Seattle beat Portland 2-0 1-0 lost to New England three of the best teams in the league yeah right there I mean this is a for real team and it was really good because you know I've been really nervous about New England because all I see is them lighting it up over there and I don't know how much of that is <laughs> New England is sick or the East is terrible or both and um, so I will conclude combination of the two. New England is a very good team and um, I have almost no doubt that they will find themselves in the cup final for the East um, but, you know, the West has some really good teams um, in it as well that could absolutely put up a good match against them. And I think particularly the the speed that the Rapids have up top and the just skill they have with a couple people like Galvan in the midfield is it's enough. It's enough for the best of the league. 
It is. It's just, it's just going to be going out there and performing to it, the best of your abilities. It is, and it's and it's going back to that the mindset entirety of, of sports. Welcome to Americanized sports. It's a playoff where you have a chance. You, you have, would not have a chance. You get your foot in the door, and you have a chance. If this was any other league in the world, it's already settled. You're out. You're playing for third at this point. You're at, not at the best. Yeah, at the best. Um, you know that's and that's and that's the beauty. And, and that's the beauty of the MLS, honestly, is MLS playoffs. Soccer in a playoff format is wild. Any sport in it's a one-off. wild. Any sport in a playoff in general, but a one-off playoff, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And and that's... And, that's the beauty and, of sport, and, and part to be of honest. That, and, and part of that is, you know, it comes down to, like, you know... These are incredible athletes, mm -hmm. and they're gonna come out with every single thing that they have in the tank because it could be their last game. So it's just heightened play across the board, regardless of sport, regardless of team. If you make it playoffs in there, are special. Playoffs are special, and that's no different for the MLS. I've been I've been to MLS playoff games and it is it's nuts. It is a nail biter. You are nervous, you are on your feet the entire game because you go down 1-0, that might be that might be the end of your season. You have no idea. Yep. So, um being being in these competitive games against really good teams really gives me a lot of optimism for the Rapids and their run. Um Rapids uh, head to Houston. Houston on, on Sunday. Halloween. Good chance to get some mojo going. Houston, You're already feeling good. Not a great team. Lower lower half of the league. Lower third of the league. Mm -hmm. uh, good chance to go in there. Control a game. Work on some stuff. Work on a few things. Get yourself ready. After Houston, you have LAFC to conclude the season before At the postseason. And two good opportunities to enter the postseason on a really big high. Exactly. And um, that first postseason game will be a home game for sure. They did clinch. Um, some stuff happened on Wednesday that allowed to get some home field. That allowed them a guarantee of one home game uh, for the first round. So I'll take it. I'll be there, but I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, be there. Support the Rapids. Tune in. There's two weeks left in the season. If you can't make it to the <laughs> playoff game or the game against LA, find them on TV. Out there on Altitude 2. You can listen to them on the radio. Um, they're, they're out there. They're out there, and this is definitely a team you should keep your eyes on. I promise you, you do not want to be finding out about the Rapids when they're in the cup final. You're going to want to watch the road to get there. <laughs> Go support the boys. Go support the boys. All right, moving on. College football. Uh, let's go up to FOCO. Up north, we have CSU visited Utah State and allowed 20 points in the second quarter, which ultimately, That's a which ultimately resulted in a 26-24 loss. First quarter, zero points allowed by CSU's defense. Mm. Third and fourth quarters, three points apiece. And 20 in the second quarter. What do you do with that? Can't take a quarter off. Cannot. Gotta, gotta play gotta, full games. That's perfect example of it. Doesn't matter to sport. Gotta play a full game. Can't. You cannot snooze. I mean, they... If you take a nap during a game, it might be too late by the time you wake up. Yeah. 
Uh, there's absolutely zero reason you hold a team to four field goals. You can't beat them. You keep them out of the end zone on four drives in your territory. Like your defense gave you everything they got. Offense. De- defense played well in three or four quarters. Yeah, again. Yeah. And it's the same thing. I mean, and the offense um, put up 14 of their own in the second quarter. Um, and 10 in the fourth tried to make the comeback, but case a little too late, too little, too late, rough, uh, rough outing for CSU Rammies. I'll tell Uh, you who had a worse outing. Wait, CSU hosts the Boise state Broncos, uh, 5 PM Saturday, CBS SN. Yeah, there you go. Primetime game against Boise, the Broncos. Hopefully that'll be a Bronco win in uh, Colorado this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not rooting for that. I was going to say, hopefully that's that's one Broncos loss I'll be rooting for this weekend. Oh, I was Uh, just hoping for a Broncos team to get a win. I'll um, take it any way I can get it. (laughs) (laughs) CSU got embarrassed um, by a not good Cal team on Saturday. Uh, 26 to three, uh, continuing with the theme that this offense does not know how to score points. Uh, this offense coming into the season, we all knew could only run the ball and they can't even do that, which means that you get this for your offense really, really just puts into perspective how bad Arizona is to lose 34 to zero to this team. Doesn't get better. You know, it doesn't get better as on Fox national television. I don't know why they're televising that one. That's Oregon is host number seven. Oregon at six and one is hosting the Buffs, who are two and five. Um, Oregon is favored <laughs> minus twenty four and a half. I would probably take them to cover that. Maybe alternate spread it up to thirty for. Well, it's some it's cash. really easy <laughs> to cover a spread when the opponents can't score. Yeah, I mean, if that's, the, if, that's if, exactly if what I'm buffs, looking at. If the Buffs have zero offensive threat, this game can get out of hand very quickly. And it's college football. They run, I mean, they run it up. telling me that Oregon can't put up 27? That's being nice, saying that CU's going to get a field goal on them. Oregon, the reason, can, I mean, Oregon can run this up. Minnesota shut us out 30-0. Oregon is going to blow their doors off, and I'm probably not even watching that game. Uh, yeah. All right. And we have uh, baseball on Friday night. Is game Friday three. night, series. Saturday night, series. Sunday night. Series tied 1-1 as of Friday at 4 in the afternoon. Um, good series so far. Yeah. Split the first two. Both games kind of little one-sided. Yeah, lopsided games for sure. But games three, four, five this weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, right around six o'clock. Six oh nine on Friday, to be specific. And Saturday and Saturday. Is it also six oh nine? Six oh nine, yep. Why is that such a specific time? If you can get it going at such a specific time, why not make it a number that doesn't piss people off? Does that 609 upset you? Yeah. 
Does it yeah. not upset you? No, I think it's funny. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. What, are, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> is it actually going to start at 6.09? Yeah, or probably. Is it gonna, or is it going to start at 6.11? Baseball is really good at starting right on time. So why don't they make it a number that doesn't piss people off? Like, I'd even be fine with 6.10. Bro, to be honest, I think you're the only one who's upset. I beg to differ. I can't. Thank you. I can't. Two people in this room and one of them The two pumpkins care about disagree. 6.09. Two of the pumpkins disagree with you, Connor. <laughs> That's a person and two pumpkins that disagree. <laughs> 6 9 p.m. Um, yeah, go Braves. Um, nobody likes a cheater. And uh, Good point. Oh, I do want to mention that I heard this and it blew me away that Jose Altuve is tied for second all-time in postseason home runs. Yeah, it's wild. Just not, not well known for hitting the long ball either. No, he's a little dude. I mean, somebody so small being that high up on a postseason jacks list like come on he's played quite a few postseason games so he has might be a longevity stat but also that's really impressive really cool he has not had the greatest of postseasons no but here he is in the world series again Hmm? baseball's a team game indeed it is indeed it is yep you got your nine people out in the field and one hit in a trash can (laughs) go braves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you watching this weekend, Connor? Well, possibly, unfortunately, watching the Broncos. Oh, real quick, just because football, that, that Thursday night game. Crazy. Packers down. I'm, I'm doing the chef kiss thing. Aaron Rodgers looking good. They left quite a few points on the table, by the way, too. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Went for it on fourth down inside got the, the five. Ball got stuffed. I got the ball batted on a same drive that was called a touchdown and brought back. It's D- short. D Hop really didn't play well. Well, he didn't play he didn't at all. Play, that's what. Uh, sorry, he he wasn't able to make an impact because of a hamstring. Turns out, um, coach benched that, him the than, whole game. Other than the first of the face drive. mask. No, no, no. He because he was hurt. He's like, uh, bro, you're done. Like. You're not going to get yourself hurt. And D-Hop checked himself back into the game. I saw... Okay. I was serious. I was confused. I was like, yo. He hasn't played in two quarters. He hasn't played. All of a sudden, they're like, and DeAndre Hopkins down there on the bottom of your screen. I'm like, what is he doing down there? Coach was like, all right, dude, you're done for the day. We're not letting you aggravate this anymore. We need you down the stretch. Not going to... Not going to risk it. D-Hop's like, nah, dude, I don't care. We're going out there. And the drive he played... They marched down the field real quickly and scored. Yep. Sometimes you got to save. <laughs> As a coach, you try to save your players from themselves, but it just goes to show you how. You want to talk about saving players from themselves? Hold on, hold tell... on, hold on. Go ahead. If D-Hop's not hurt, it's him instead of AJ Green, which is. Go ahead and exactly tell AJ Green to like not. Turn around. Switch off. Normally, mid-play, normally I yell. Mid-play. Normally I yell at a uh, corners. You see the NFL memes. Yes, I yeah, did. It was fantastic. <laughs> normally I yell at corners for not turning around, because if they turn around, they have a pick or can avoid a pass interference call. I I don't think I've ever. That was a it looked was, at it a was receiver. Like a, it was like an eye 
it was weird to not see him turn around at all it was caught and the way it kind of like disappeared behind his helmet for a half second on the original broadcast angle it's kind of a weird looking play to just see aj green just walk absolutely no idea where the ball is idea that the ball is hurtling past his head and into the hands of it no idea it's been thrown no idea it was thrown to him nothing Oh, that catch uh, also just the catch that wasn't a catch the one hand oh mercedes lewis touchdown dude how long has that dude been in the league oh uh, it's way? been like over a decade 15 no, years no, maybe like seriously i it's got to be over the 15 uh, i think it's that like 15 dude, years that dude has been in the league forever i like i forgot about him and then you told me to watch the replay of that and i was like dude that why he, do i that thing he's still in the stuck. league it stuck in his hand and it did looked like not he was gonna move. he was gonna bring his other hand on there, realized no, he, he had didn't it, need and to. just brought it down. It, and then the stare down it, afterwards. It didn't move at all. It, it was stuck to his hand. Unbelievable. So he uh has been in the NFL since 06. Oh my god. Fifteen years. Nailed it. Where do you Holy go? Cow. Good job. I have no idea. Oh wait. Uh, no idea. No guess. Um, Georgia. Close. UCLA. That's not even not even a little bit close. That's in the right country. Oh. Really? What college he went to? Oh, sorry. He probably went to Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty oxen. The mighty oxen. <laughs> yeah, that game was wild though. Definitely looking forward to. Hopefully, a redemption for the Denver Broncos this weekend, and always love me some World Series baseball. Yeah, um, I'll definitely be. Um, oh no, I'm gonna miss that Avs game. I got a Halloween party I'm going to. That's all right. Um, if uh, if I wasn't at a party, I would love to watch that Avs game against Minnesota. I love watching Minnesota um, lose to the Avalanche at home. It's it's oh, a lot a fun of fun. One. Um, I am personally on the football side of things looking forward to the um, Titans, Titans Colts. Colts. Yep, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. That's that for me is going to be a, a a game I'm very looking forward to. So, And it's early in the season, but this is a very important game for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, this is a... Uh, you lose it, the division may be out of reach. Uh, that's, that's what's so hard about this one. I mean, if this is any other opponent, maybe the Colts could get away with a loss here while trying to fight their season back this is early to have a must this win is, this is a two one this is a you know this is a big one this puts a one for the team in front of you and a minus one for you so i don't know let's see if they can get it done two leading <laughs> rushers in the league in this game wow it's gonna be a run fest run 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 running We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280HotTakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280HotTakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilager Productions. Oh, thank you.